It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If I could give some birthday wishes from myself on my birthday to the BYU football program, what would those be? Why don't we do that today on Locked On Cougars? You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Appreciate all of you for being everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. By way of introduction, this is your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And today's show is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. Of course, every new potential hire for your small business can feel like a high-stakes wager. That's why LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right people for your team faster. And more importantly, they're doing it for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college today terms and conditions apply all right let's dive right in on today's show and uh it is my birthday today i am 37 years old today it's crazy to consider that because i remember thinking vividly when i was 17 years old that if i ever made it to 35 i would be quote-unquote old well guess what i'm two years past that i'm 20 years uh, removed from that uh, moment but nonetheless uh celebrating uh, with family and friends and obviously a good time to do that but i wanted to have a little bit fun on today's show. So if you'll you'll permit me, on my birthday, there were three things in my mind that if I were able to have some birthday wishes, I was able to kind of essentially bequeath on uh, the BYU football program, they came to my mind as I was kind of preparing for today's show. I said, you know what, let's just, let's do that. Let's kick off the show and talk about that. We'll talk some BYU basketball here in just a little bit. But uh, the first thing, if I were able to uh, kind of give a gift, so to say, or bequeath a birthday wish that comes true for the BYU football program in 2024, it would be that BYU has a guy at that quarterback position come out of spring camp, head and shoulders above the rest, and truly is the quote-unquote guy for BYU at that position. Position. Is that ultimately going to come to fruition? Only time will tell. But if I were able to do that, it would be Gary Bohannon. It would be Jake Retzloff. It would be, I don't know, Noah Lugo. It would be Ryder Burton. One of those guys, and there, trust me, there's feels like four or five other guys on that uh, depth chart for BYU at quarterback. But one of them, in my perfect world, would go out during spring camp, seize the bull by the horns, and establish themselves as firmly the number one option for BYU at quarterback. The top two candidates for that, if that were to play out in my mind, are Jake Retzloff or Gary Bohannon. The biggest question mark for both of them is can they overcome their own deficiencies? The deficiency for Jake Retzloff was his penchant uh, for having game-changing turnovers and not that great a completion percentage at multiple points during his four games as BYU starting quarterback. Can he become the more... Uh, established, uh, steady hand that BYU needs at their quarterback position. He has flashed very, very nice potential as a quarterback for BYU during his time as a Cougar so far. Can he harness that? Can he make that the status quo versus, as I mentioned, some of those issues that really are game changers that hurt BYU? When it comes to Gary Bohannon, the thing that he needs to prove is A, his shoulder is 100% healthy and he can still sling the rock all over the field. If he can do that, there's no reason that Gary Bohannon can't firmly and 
entrench himself in the mix for BYU at quarterback. But it's a massive, massive question mark because he has not taken a snap in a game in well over 18 months. And by the time they take the field this fall, it'll nearly be two years removed from him last taking a snap at USF. It'd be October. October. Uh, he was injured in October of 2021. Uh, 2022, excuse me. Uh, and it would have been uh, uh, September of 2024, I guess technically late August, when he finally takes the field once again for the BYU football program. So it has been a hot minute since we have seen Gary Bohannon under center in a real-life college football game, and that's a massive question mark. So uh, my first birthday wish, if I'm able to have it come true, will be for BYU to get one of those guys to step up and be the guy for the Cougars at quarterback. Number two, I want to see BYU continue to invest in this football program, and I want to see them invest at a faster rate. Now, this is uh, pie-in-the-sky stuff, and trust me, I get blowback every time I mention stuff like this, but here's the deal. BYU has invested in their football program to a great degree, but they have a still a long ways to go if they want to get into the same stratosphere, it feels like, as some of their other compatriots, even inside the Big 12. What do I mean by that? Well, it's good to have BYU finally have a full complement of five strength and conditioning coaches for the first time in their football history. The NCAA has allowed that for years now, and BYU essentially made do with two, maybe three guys at the very most for most of that time, even though they were permitted to have up to five. You know what big boy programs had? They had the max of five guys there, and they had the top of the line if they could afford them to come in and be those coaches for BYU. So while I celebrate the fact that BYU is investing at a at a good rate, I I want to see them invest at a higher rate. The biggest thing that will continue to irk me is the fact that BYU insists on continuing to believe in their recruiting department. They can get by with two or three full-time staffers, whereas other G5 programs, one just up the road in Logan, Utah, has got double and triple that in full-time staffers who deal strictly with recruiting. Maybe that's going to come. Maybe they'll shut me up one day and they'll say, you know what, we've invested in our recruiting department. We've got X number of new staffers coming online, and we're going to really uh, really step out and get after it on the recruiting trail. We all know that the lifeblood and the success of any college football program is getting top-tier talent into your football program. Well, how do you do that? Obviously, the coaches have to go out on the road and sell the school to these young men. But the biggest thing is the identification part is lacking at times for BYU, and at times, things fall by the wayside because they don't have enough bodies there to keep track of everybody, make sure everybody's feeling good about how BYU feels about them just in terms of communication between the university and these prospective student-athletes. So it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome to see BYU invest in that, and I hope that that comes. I'm expecting BYU as they continue to garner more and more money from this Big 12 contract. You'll see that investment come in, but I believe BYU could invest more right now, and they should. Now, the third thing for me for this football program is I want to see BYU get back to doing what they did in 2021, even back to 2020 and 2022. And what, what do I mean by that? That's my third birthday wish. I want to see BYU get back to playing the type of football they were playing during those seasons, and that is having a very solid offensive line that is making life miserable for opposing defenses. I want to see a quarterback who's slinging the rock all over the field, but also offering the opportunity for BYU to have a true dual threat quarterback, and I just want to get to back to see BYU back to playing football as if it's fun. That's one thing I thought was an element that was lost for BYU in 2022, or excuse me, 2023, excuse me, this past season. All these years get off. Ever since the pandemic. My years have been uh, all off. But nonetheless, in 2023, it felt like BYU was kind of just 
it was it was a grind. It's probably the best terminology I can use for how it felt like BYU was operating with their football program. It felt like guys weren't having fun and they were they were just struggling through it. They were kind of gritting their teeth and bearing it and just getting through and doing what they had to, had to do. Remember back 2020, those, those teams were playing fast and loose. And the other thing about it is 2021 and 2022 with Jaron Hall. Yeah, there were moments of tense and uh, really kind of uh, hands around the throat type uh, feelings for the football program. But when they were at their best, BYU felt like they were back to that, like I said, that that fun, free-flowing style of football. 2023, to my in my mind thinking back on everything that I covered during that season and any of you who have listened to this podcast for any length of time know how in depth I go when it comes to the football season I don't recall really many moments of the 2023 season where it felt like it was free and fun flowing and guys were just doing their thing maybe maybe I'm misremembering but that's just that I want to see them get back to playing and having fun with football it's a game folks it's a sport that's supposed to be fun these are young men who've dedicated their lives to honing their craft and becoming the best football players they can be I want to see them get back to having more fun in 2024 and uh and that may be a bridge too far to ask that because it really is something that each individual person and player inside that football program has to put upon themselves but that's just my that's my simple wish. Uh, my wish is, I guess, I, I I on my birthday, 37 years, crazy. But nonetheless, thank you in advance uh, for all the birthday wishes. A number of you reached out over the weekend, and I appreciate uh, truthfully all of your guys' uh, support of this podcast. But those are a couple of things I had in mind for the BYU football program, and I think that they would be things that would help BYU get back to being what we wanted them to be, it, it, what we want them to be in 2024, and that is a team that plays kind of fast, loose, and has some fun with it. They have a quarterback that really is getting after it, and also they have the investment adequate to match up with their Big 12 compatriots. So we'll see. Uh, do I expect all those things to come true? No, but I, I can wish that, right? That's my, that's the point of having a birthday. You have your birthday wishes, and you can uh, spend them however you will. All right, coming up here in just a minute, let's flip over and talk some BYU basketball. You want to talk about some good times. They had some good times back there in Morgantown, West Virginia. Uh, we will talk about what happened for the Cougars now as they get ready to take on Oklahoma on a, a big game tomorrow. It's going to be an interesting one because Oklahoma has been up and down similar to BYU of late. We'll talk about all that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. Of course, all of us want to be uh, better when it comes to our hiring processes, no matter what type of business you're in. You want to find quality professionals excuse me, that are right for the job. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. as the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is not just another job board out there, everybody. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than 8 billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. They do does all that while making the process easy and, more importantly, intuitive. Uh, Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates available to you guys at all times. So easy that in fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours of posting their job on LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs knows that small businesses are wearing many, many hats, might not have the adequate time or resources to hire. They're constantly finding new ways to make the process as simple and easy as possible. They have just launched a new feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker as always. 2.5 million small businesses are using LinkedIn for hiring, so you guys should as well. Post 
post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Utah Community Credit Union. Learn and earn. The UCCU mobile banking app is paying your entire family to learn about money. Kids obviously want to learn more about money as they get older. All of us as adults may not have the adequate answers to answer those questions. That's where Learn and Earn steps into the void. They answer all those questions and help break down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they can earn points uh, the crew and they can redeem for gift cards to many, many uh, retailers like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family. All can compete against one another and track your progress on leaderboards. And more importantly, Learn and Earn is inside the UCC mobile banking app, so you can play it literally anytime, anywhere. And of course, the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of your friends over at UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Appreciate all of you uh, for checking it out. Uh, another birthday wish if you've not done so already. I've got an endeavor here. I'm trying to get up to 1,000 subscribers on a new podcast I'm hoping to uh, launch uh, in April if, I, if everything goes according to plan. Uh, Mrs. Hatch, uh, let's just put it this way. If I want to get this podcast off the ground, I've got to have it monetized from the day one that it launches. It's called the RPO Podcast. I will drop a, a link in the show notes uh, whether you listen to this or watching it. Go subscribe there. I appreciate all of you who have already done it. I've got nearly 5,000 subscribers alone on YouTube here on Locked On Cougars. We've got thousands more of you who listen to this every day, whether it's via Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, the myriad of different podcast providers out there. And I truly do appreciate all y'all's uh, support. But if you guys could go over to YouTube, even if you're listening to this in the audio format, subscribe to the RPO pod on YouTube. And I can prove that, hey, it's a viable product uh, to Mrs. Hatch. Maybe, just maybe, we'll have another podcast for you guys with uh, yours truly uh, hosting things. And what it is, the RPO podcast will be a college football-centric show. So, uh, And the idea of it is 10 to 15 minutes in, out, hit the big stories, and get on with your day. It's not going to bloviate on with uh, major uh, news and spend hour upon hour. No, it's just going to be in, out, get you the facts, get you some uh, opinion on it, and on we go. So uh, please consider doing that. All right, so BYU basketball, uh, on another note, got a huge win on the road on Saturday. And I say huge win in relative terms because West Virginia, who BYU beat in this game, they're under 500. So you can't necessarily say that it was one of those games that you're like, oh, wow. But the thing about this is BYU did something that Kansas, Cincinnati, and even Texas haven't done in recent weeks. And that is win in Morgantown, West Virginia. Think about that. BYU went to a place that uh, the top three-ranked uh, Kansas squad hasn't been able to win at. This is an impressive win for BYU, considering how good West Virginia have been playing of late. Yes, they have been up and down, but similar to BYU, they have found ways to win games. That's kind of the topsy-turvy nature of this Big 12 conference right now, is seemingly every night these teams get together, there are crazy crazy outcomes. I think Gregor Bell tweeted it out on Saturday night that five of the seven teams that were favorites, uh, outright favorites, uh, according to the, the betting lines, lost on Saturday, if I recall correctly. Crazy stuff. BYU was not one of them. They get the W, 86-73 over the West Virginia Mountaineers. 16-5 and now for BYU. Expecting to talk tomorrow about them moving up in the national rankings ahead of their matchup 
against Oklahoma that we'll break down more in detail tomorrow. Also, uh, we will uh, play part two of my conversation with Jackson Robinson about his growing up in Oklahoma on tomorrow's podcast as well, so stay tuned for all of that. But the bigger point to be made here is the BYU got major contributions from two guys that you needed to come up big in this game, and obviously those guys are Fuseni Traore and Dellen Hall. Now, Ali Khalifa did not make the trip to Morgantown. It's TBD if he will make the flight uh, on his own out to Oklahoma to play tomorrow night. Sounds like, according to Mark Pope, it's both uh, injury uh, in terms of his knee, etc., and also he was under the weather. BYU's had a flu-slash-cold bug that's been running rampant through this basketball program. Uh, you may have heard that Noah Waterman uh, came up very, very ill on Saturday morning. He gutted out 17 minutes in this game, only took one shot, and I don't blame him one bit because he looked very, very ill. Uh, he ended up with zero points in this game, but he gutted it out for his guys because BYU was at a size disparity without Ali Khalifa in the lineup. But the nice part was Fuseni Troyere getting the start for BYU at the five really really had his finest performance of the season. Season-high 24 points, adds 9 rebounds, 3 assists, more importantly, just 1 turnover. BYU's a team, 8 turnovers in this game. If BYU has, uh, what am I trying to say, they have less than 10 turnovers in a game, I'm counting BYU in every single game the rest of the way if they can have less than 10 turnovers in a game. They end up with 8 in this game. Uh, the most turnovers were Atiki Ali Atiki, and they only played 8 men in this game uh, for BYU. So it's a really short bench, really tight rotation for BYU, but the nice part is the Cougars shot the ball well, 48.5% from the field, adequately from three-point distance, 36.1%. They made 13 of the 36 attempts from beyond the arc, and free throw shooting still left a little bit to be desired with just 9 of 14 makes uh, from the charity stripe. But the BYU defense also came up big in this game, especially considering how tight the rotation was. This is a basketball program, as any of you have watched, has been playing as many as 9 and 10 guys routinely in this rotation, keeping guys as fresh as possible. Well, that was just not the case against West Virginia. Fuseni went uh, 31 minutes, uh, Dallin Hall 35 to lead all BYU players. Jackson Robinson went 34 of his own, and Spencer Johnson 32. They needed every minute those guys were on the court to get this W. The nice part was is BYU got it done on both ends of the court. Playing well on offense, but more importantly, their defense traveled with them in this game, and it gets them back to 500 in the conference. They're 4-4 four and four now, sitting in 7th place in the conference right now. You're right in the thick of things. And uh, tomorrow will mark officially the halfway point of the Big 12 schedule for BYU. We'll probably talk a little bit more on Wednesday about kind of the thought is, okay, that's the first half of conference play. Where do things stand for BYU? Are they sub-500 at 4-5? and five? Are they 5-4? and four? We'll dig into that more on Wednesday's podcast. But the nice part was this was a win that BYU needed to put in their back pocket because this is a team that you're supposed to beat. West Virginia... Like I mentioned, they're not going to be world beaters. They're very much a team that's going to finish towards the bottom of the Big 12 standings. They have uh, withstood a bunch of upheaval with that football uh, that football program, the basketball program with Bob Huggins obviously being fired in the offseason and having a number of guys out due to injury for most of the season as well as some uh, transfer eligibility issues. But the biggest thing that for BYU was they went on the road and they just took care of their business. That's the fun part for this BYU basketball program is they just went out and did their thing. Foos goes off 24-9. and Dallin Hall just one turnover against 12 assists. Who does he think he is? 
Ali Khalifa, it was awesome to see Dallin doing his thing. And uh, the, the fun part is when a guy like Dallin Hall is doing as well as he was doing in this game, you can tell that that confidence just skyrockets for this basketball program. Yes, there is still a major concern that when he is off the court, BYU just does not have an adequate uh, distributor or a, a point guard to run the offense. And with Ali Khalifa also not available, where he kind of is that point forward and point center for BYU when Dallin's off the court for, for spurts, that's a major concern, but they got through it in this game. It's going to be tougher in uh, against other uh, uh, opposition because the, the Oklahoma game in particular, that's not an easy game by any means for BYU as they head in uh, to Norman tomorrow. But the thing is, BYU can take confidence knowing that they can hang with everybody in this league. This is a team, speaking of BYU, really, in, in conference play, what game has BYU not been in? They haven't. That's the thing about this. They're eight games deep. Yes, they're four and four. And yes, they've had their issues uh, grinding out some of the results that you would have liked to have had for this BYU basketball program. But they continue to hang tough in every one of these games, proving that this is a basketball program that is not going to be counted out out of any game. Now, it's a big game tomorrow, nationally ranked Oklahoma, BYU, six o'clock. It's a big opportunity for BYU. But they should go into this game thinking, you know what? They're no different than anybody else we've played so far. We've played Houston. We hung tough with them. We've played Texas Tech and had a double-digit lead at halftime and let it, saw it fritter away. We beat Iowa State at home. Like th- This is a BYU team that they can have the confidence knowing they can go to any venue in this conference and they can play the style of basketball that they hope to play because they did it against West Virginia. And yes, West Virginia is a bottom half of the conference team, but that's a West Virginia team that, once again, let me remind you, they beat Texas, they beat Kansas, they beat Cincinnati. They have beaten some very good teams of late, and BYU went in there and handled them fairly easily, it felt like, all things considered. So, This is a good, good BYU basketball team. Let's not worry about them not living up to expectations. They are all but certainly going to the postseason. They are all but certainly going uh, into the NCAA tournament. And there's a very decent opportunity, considering that Salt Lake City is one of the first two-round hosts this year, that if BYU handles their business down the stretch here, they got 10 games to go. If they finish above 500 in those final 10 games, there's a very good chance BYU is a top five-ish seed. And if they are that, there's a pretty darn good chance BYU's opening the NCAA tournament at home, essentially, 40 miles north at uh, what is now Delta Center in Salt Lake City. How cool would that be? They know what's out there for them, speaking of this basketball program. Now they got to go out and do the darn thing and win the basketball program, win the basketball program, win the basketball games that are put in front of them. Starts tomorrow against Oklahoma. Then you have Kansas State and UCF in back to back home games. Then you're at Oklahoma State. Then you're home to Baylor. You're at Kansas State and Kansas in back to back. There is huge. Huge opportunity for BYU out there, but also you get on a bad run here. It also could go all too wrong for this BYU basketball program. It's all in their hands, though, and that's the nice part. They seize back control of their destiny with that win at West Virginia, and that cannot go uh, under-noticed, I feel like, for this BYU basketball program. Uh, I should also say uh, apologies for not having a postcast edition on Saturday. I was feeling under the weather. I've got uh, kids that are sick at home. That kind of explains probably my lousy appearance on today's show. got the hat and a sweatshirt look, but nonetheless, uh, thank you uh, for bearing with me, but uh, we'll, I think it's a, let me reiterate, it's a big win for BYU, and it, like I said, it gets them back on the right track, and that should be something that should be celebrated for this BYU basketball program. All right, we will finish out today's edition of the show by talking about two guys that are homegrown as homegrown can be from the state of Utah, and they're going to be living their dreams, running with the stars and stripes uh, in Paris, uh, in Paris, France this summer. We're talking about two guys who made their Olympic dreams come true. Coming up next, 
next right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl week to all y'all. And if you guys are like me, you're going to be having fun this weekend on Sunday when the Super Bowl gets going on. And obviously, it's a big thank you uh, to FanDuel and America's number one sports book for allowing us to celebrate in part like we are. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about finding the right spot on the couch, getting some grub, and then enjoying the game. I'm there for the game. I- I'm I'm the person that the, the halftime show is great. Usher will be fantastic. The commercials are one thing. I am there simply for the competition. Any of you know who know who I am, I am all about the the sport itself, but the best part is if you want to have some extra fun during Super Bowl 58, do it with our friends at FanDuel and have some fun betting on things. Is Taylor Swift going to make it back from Tokyo in time? How many times is she going to be on camera? Will T- Travis Kelsey propose after? There's a myriad of those prop bets, but the best part is you also can bet on a number of other things involved with the actual game itself, which like I said, I'm interested in. Money line. who's going to win the game? The San Francisco 49ers are going to win. I'm going to tell you right now, that's who I'm betting on because they are my team, but also you can do uh, spreads, other player props in-game. You also can do things like the over-under on the National Anthem. There are so many options. It's all available to you from our friends over at FanDuel. So new customers join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Simply put, $200 if your first bet of $5 or more wins from our friends at FanDuel. Get started today. Join FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today with our friends at FanDuel. Make every every moment more with our friends at FanDuel and official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I want to remind you guys that Locked On is for the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel right now. All right. Big news over the weekend at the Olympic uh, Marathon Trials in Orlando, Florida, and two former BYU standouts, men's uh, cross-country and track and field program, Connor Mance and Clayton Young have secured spots on the U.S. Olympic team. They'll be headed to Paris, France this summer. They finished first and second at the Olympic Marathon Trials on Saturday. This is absolutely incredible, folks. I know that track and field and cross-country doesn't necessarily make headline news, but I'm a guy who loves the Olympics. Uh, maybe I'm revealing something about myself that many of you didn't know, but I'm a guy that if the Olympics are on, I can watch anything, it feels like. And especially with the summer games, it feels like there's stuff on all the time. And with it being in Paris, with so many hours, it's not like super ahead of, of where we are in the United States, but we're going to be able to watch a lot of the events in live time. To watch both of these two young men, or I guess I should call them men at this point, Connor Manson, Clayton Young, now professionals, uh, they're absolutely killing it. Uh, they finished 1-2 at the Chicago Marathon to establish themselves as contenders uh, to make the Olympic team, and they made those dreams come true, and the best part was they made it look relatively easy, it felt like. Uh, they ended up running it, and see, uh, Connor Mance took first overall, clocking uh, 2 hours, 9 minutes, and 5 seconds, while Young finished a second later at 2 hours, 9 minutes, and 6 seconds. The crazy thing about this, they were running sub-5-minute f- miles, folks. I can only dream of a day that... Uh, 
in the resurrection, uh, for those of you who like LDS terminology, that I can run a five-minute mile. I ran a sub-six-minute mile at one point in my life, and I about fell over because I was so tired and astounded that I had accomplished that feat. The idea of maintaining a pace a full minute faster than that, I think it was a 4.52 pace uh, for Connor Mance as he finished first, to maintain that pace over 26 miles is just astounding to me. So, you know what? Big tip of the cap to both Connor Mance and Clayton Young. They're going to be joining Jimmer for dead. I believe Jimmer is already locked in. He's going for the three-on-three basketball thing uh, to uh, Paris. I'm sure there will be a number of other former BYU athletes in coming days, weeks, and months in the lead-up to the Paris games. They'll punch their tickets uh, to Paris. We need to celebrate this more fully, folks. This is an awesome awesome thing. The best marathoners in the United States of America are both former BYU guys, and more importantly, guys from the state of Utah. I got a lot of pride in my home state. I know a number of you will listen to this outside the state. The state of Utah means a lot to me. I, I was born and raised here. I plan on living here my entire life if I can uh, afford to do so, but uh, it is awesome to see these guys who came up literally here in the in the state. Uh, Connor is up from uh, the Logan area. Went to Skyview High School if I recall correctly. Clayton Young is from my neck of the woods, American Fork, which is a stone's throw away from where I grew up in Orem. And both of them living their dreams, running professionally now, and uh, punching their tickets uh, to the Olympics. I want to just uh, tip of the cap to you guys because uh, let's just put it this way: Jay Catch ain't ever running a marathon. And I, I, I say that like people are like, "Well, Jake, you ever wanted?" To? No, I've never wanted to run a marathon, but I can respect wholeheartedly people who put their heart and soul into it because it is an awesome accomplishment. It's just not for me, and I will gladly watch these uh, two men go out and do their thing in Paris, and I'll be rooting them on as as much as I root on anybody else from the United States the Olympic Games. All right, final notes real quick before we go on today's show. Uh, congratulations to Alexia Jackson. She led BYU diving uh, two event wins and a school record while competing at the Air Force Diving Invitational uh, last week at the Cadet Natatorium. She saved her best for last. She broke her own school record with a score of 281.75 on the platform on Saturday. That is an awesome showing. Congratulations to Alexia Jackson. Similar to the track and field and cross country, they don't necessarily make a ton of headlines when it comes to swim and dive, but when she sets a school record, I'm going to give her a shout-out. Shout so Congratulations to Alexia Jackson. And then a tough loss for BYU women's basketball. They were taking on number 23, West Virginia, on Saturday. Comeback attempts came up a short in this one as they fall 76-69 to the Mountaineers in that game. That was Saturday afternoon inside the Marriott Center. Uh, interest full disclosure with my kids uh, being ill. I also had a family event that I was at. I watched both of these games after the fact that they had wrapped up, but it was a tough win uh, for BYU women's basketball. They are back in action on Wednesday, though, as they will face Baylor uh, uh, big game, 7 o'clock. Uh, you can watch it on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. Like I said, men's basketball in action tomorrow as they take on Oklahoma. So uh, going to be an interesting uh, back and forth with how these games go for the women's basketball team where it's kind of a building up process and the men's team where it's like, okay, just keep doing what you're doing and punch your ticket to the postseason. So uh, two different kind of tracks here for both BYU women's basketball and BYU men's basketball, but fun tracks in their own right on both sides as we continue to attract the final month and change of the season for both of them. So there you go. That's what I got for you guys on this Monday edition of the podcast. Once again, a big thank you to all of you for your support of the podcast, as always. Hope you guys are all doing well out there on this Monday, having a fantastic February 5th out there. And, of course, we'll be back with you guys again tomorrow talking all things BYU sports. Once again, getting you ready for BYU against Oklahoma in men's hoops with a uh, part two of a conversation I have with Jackson Robinson, a guy who grew up in Ada, Oklahoma. What does Oklahoma mean to him? Uh, what does it mean to the people in Oklahoma to have the Sooners doing what they're doing? We'll get to all of that tomorrow right here on Locked on Cougars. 
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.